he's really not prepared, dude. I know. He only came on like 20 minutes early. Yeah, seriously. Not cool. I was trying to get us here an hour early. Chris is not <laughs> even around. I know. I got interrupted. I was trying to beat Metal Gear Solid oh 2. Guys. Guys. Uh, What's up? I, I can't believe this. This... I just read this on the internet. I don't know if this is true or if I'm being trolled or whatever, but uh, remember we watched that Shin Megami Tensei 5 reveal trailer on E3, right? Yep. Uh, okay, so I'm reading these comments on the internet and they're telling me that the main protagonist is actually a male. What? Yeah. And uh, I don't... I don't know if this is true because this is just I've been I've been looking at fan art over the past couple of days. Yeah. And if this is if it if it turns out that this was fan art of a of a male, then I don't I just I just don't know what to where to place myself. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible opening. How the fuck did you want us to transition from that to fucking E3? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it was sounded better in my head. Yeah, really. I, was like, I don't even know how to react to this. <laughs> All right. Well, on the topic of E3. <laughs> Were there any other uh, were there any other trailers that made you question your sexuality and identity, <laughs> Alan John? Yes, yes, but we'll get to that later. That's Nintendo's presentation. Before that, oh no, <laughs> we should probably just divide this entire E3 to pre-Nintendo and post-Nintendo. I think that makes sense. Nintendo was last. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo okay. <laughs> it literally carried E3, at least in my opinion. But there were some cool stuff. Cool things before them, I guess. The coolest being that on the last episode of the Tempcast, which was episode 43, um, we, uh, well, I predicted that Rainbow Six Quarantine <clears throat> would be renamed to Rainbow Six Extra e Extraction. That came true. You can check it out. And, and, and I called it and I have no idea how I was able to call it. I didn't have any insider information, but yeah, I, I was right. I was, however, wrong that they were going to announce the, um, remake of Assassin's Creed one, but I think that's coming any day now. And that's all that Ubisoft really had for us, right? Yeah. So Ubisoft went first. They didn't really have anything. They, I guess the Far, Far Cry six, but we already knew about that. I don't care. Yeah. They detailed a lot of Far Cry 6 beforehand, and then they also did that Xbox's presentation. So, I mean, eh. And then they did the Mario plus Rabbids, which is cool, but then uh, they also did that at Nintendo's presentation. <laughs> I'm just thinking in general, what were your favorite announcements and possibly favorite presentations like before e uh, Nintendo just dominated? Uh, for me, it was limited run games and their entire presentation. I really liked that. I really like that Plumbers Don't Wear Ties is getting a re-release, possibly a physical one, which is amazing. Uh, what do you guys think about Microsoft's presentation? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying that, wow, Microsoft showed off all these games, but to me, it, it felt kind of quantity over quality. There, Yeah, there was a bunch of games, but I don't know any of them. Uh, oh, cool. Halo Infinite. They got a new Cortana, which isn't really that hot compared to the previous one. I think that my most anticipated game from the Xbox press conference would probably be Slime Rancher 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I don't say that with any hint of sarcasm. I think that that genuinely looked decent. Chari said the same thing. Yeah. She didn't have a lot to say about it on the site. But yeah, Slime Rancher 2, that's probably like what I would want to play that said i don't have an xbox or really like a pc or anything like that but yeah i would i'd, I'd play this shit out of slime rancher too it's gonna be on game pass so you can i don't know yeah hmm. then i have to get game pass but you know what slime rancher 2 might be worth it it might be none of the presentations really stuck out to me besides nintendo uh for xbox i mean we got a date for the diablo 2 remake which is kind of cool that's coming in uh, early september arcane showed off a new like co-op almost borderlands-ish type of uh horror vampire hunting game that is fun uh, uh, but 
nothing really solid to latch on to, at least for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people are excited about Halo, but... And Game Pass looks awesome. Game Pass still continues to be amazing. I'm sure it won't last forever. Eventually, game publishers are going to start carving things up and taking stuff off Game Pass for their own streaming or subscription services. So people should take advantage of Game Pass while they can. But like a bunch of Bethesda stuff just got added. Um, I think Hades is coming. Yeah, like it's really good right now. But that was really the main thing was Game Pass. Yeah. Well, the thing is, really... This E3 was, I guess we could say, lackluster a little bit. Yeah, it was yeah. all online, only digital, no cringy presentations, yeah, the, which the, I miss. I honestly miss those. There, there was still some cringe. There was some cringe. Yeah, there was there was some cringy presentations. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the same. When you see somebody forget their lines live on stage for millions of people to see, it's a, it's a different feeling. That's what I want. That's special. Yeah, for sure. I want to see, I want to see, uh, what was it? What was the guy who was presenting... The Wii game, the Wii Rock Band, or whatever he was playing with the drums. Remember that with a nunchuck and a Wii mote. Mm-hmm. It was so awkward. Ah, uh, yeah, I miss that kind of stuff. Or the Konami presentation of 2010. I still remember it to this day. That's that's just everybody needs to watch that video. It's on YouTube somewhere. Just watch the full presentation. <laughs> You'll understand what you're missing out on. It's what did Microsoft announce other than that? Uh, nothing much. The Starfield is finally getting a date, it's coming out November 11th of 22. Yeah, this is an interesting fact. Everybody's hyped for Bethesda games, but the last couple of Bethesda games were meh. Yeah, I, I guess maybe just because Starfield has been in development for so long, people assume it'll be good but like yeah i haven't uh really been high on bethesda for a while probably i mean i don't know <laughs> maybe follow three like or yeah, maybe skyrim i don't know you guys said this uh oh actually by the way gb temp did an did a live e3 coverage of e3 you should check that out it's on the archive somewhere so check that out if you want to really understand what was actually announced on e3 to get the full picture you can only access that on twitch.tv slash gba temp tv that's gba temp tv because some asshole already took gba temp on twitch and it has like seven followers and zero videos and has never streamed ever okay uh, okay anyways back to e3 also i wasn't invited just letting everybody know i wasn't i wasn't invited to uh to be part of that so you don't really have to watch it you were literally defending nobody told me about it you were defending at that time literally oh yeah i guess i was but i still wasn't invited you, you well why would you invite somebody if you know they can't make it just so that you could say that you did well what's the point of inviting if you know that person won't be able to come so that they felt loved we all love you eric thank you all right moving back to e3 what was i talking about oh Biggest announcement for me pre-Nintendo was definitely the new Final Fantasy game. Uh, I changed my mind about it. I, I I am actually looking forward to this game. This is we're talking about Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins. That game when it was revealed live to us, Stephen, we were reacting to it live. Yep. And I remember I said, "Hey, this looks like Dark Souls One, <laughs> like the graphics." <laughs> And now that I'm looking back to it, I found this amazing YouTube video uh, where somebody took the trailer and just compressed it, set it to four by three and put let the bodies hit the floor to it and made it an (laughs) AMV out of it or something. And it just captured the early 2000s aesthetic so well, not early 2000s, but you know, 2008, 2009. That kind yeah. of aesthetic so well. And now, yeah, I'm starting to think that this was all done on purpose in order to, you know, like how indie games are like 8-bit and 16-bit. This is the same thing. They're purposefully making it look like a 2009 game. And it's just so, it's just so uh, not cringy, but. Is 2009 a period we want to revisit, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. People have a lot of affection for 8-bit games. I don't know that anyone wants to go back to the dusty, gray, brown, emo period of the late 2000s. 
That's my childhood uh, right there. That's what I want. Uh, I want to go back. I don't want to be an adult. <laughs> Do you guys have any idea how I would have reacted if at the Square Enix uh, conference they announced a new Kingdom Hearts and I wasn't streaming? You realized the fire that you were playing with? We would have gotten so many views. I would have gotten fired from the site if they if that had happened. So oh, well, we got lucky do? that they didn't announce it. I don't even know. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. I would your your ears would be bleeding. I'll I'll tell you that. <laughs> I just imagine but, Eric reacting to Kingdom Hearts four and screaming out the N word or something stupid like no, that. No, I wouldn't. It's <laughs> funny. It's funny. I was literally thinking the exact same thing. I was Why like, what else would get him fired? Well, what else would get I, you fired? <laughs> this isn't Game Grumps. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, they didn't get fired for doing it. We would fire you on GBA Temp. John kind of got fired a little bit. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, this uh, Stranger of Paradise or Strangers of Paradise, I don't know what it's called, but... Uh, Strangers in Paradise. Is, is this game supposed to be like a, a prequel to Final Fantasy 1? I? I don't get it. I don't know. It's a prequel to every Final Fantasy in every timeline and uh, a prequel to Kingdom Hearts. Okay, okay, Eric, honestly, I have no idea if you're joking. And therefore a prequel to every Disney movie. That legitimately might be true okay yeah that's what i'm saying it's it, this is before the timeline split this is this is when everything was it's one before chaos ruined everything <laughs> chaos <laughs> yeah chaos and so moving on from this well i think you if you can describe e3 with one word, it would be probably, it would probably be... You know. Chaos! <laughs> That's a funny joke. That was great. Right. That was <laughs> smooth. Speaking about smooth, Nintendo, wow. I just, I am blown away. Honestly, I Wait a minute. expected... Hold, hold on, wait. Before we get to Nintendo, can we talk about the cringy, bad um, press conferences we had? Like... The PC gaming show that... I didn't even watch that one. That started off by proudly oh announcing God. that no hitches were detected and then was muted for a few minutes. <laughs> or that, you know, most of these press conferences uh, build up to a big reveal at the end that usually knocks, knocks everybody's socks off. And then uh, I think the PC gaming show ended with a skit about uh, a robot taking over the world. <laughs> and that was the big ending that they were building to the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, I completely forgot about that. You were right. This this E3 did have cringe to it. You are absolutely right. Notably, there was also Capcom, which opened up with a trailer for Resident Evil Village, which came out uh, about a month and a half ago, and then a black screen that said, yeah, we're going to do DLC, which is like, it was about the length of a tweet. And then uh, they just talked about a few games that are about to come out for like, 15 20 minutes at a time so they didn't really announce anything new that one was a little disappointing they had an ace attorney segment which got me hyped because i thought oh they're gonna give an entire segment of this presentation to it so they're definitely gonna tease maybe ace attorney 7 or something or maybe a trailer or whatever or at least say they're developing it yeah especially after the leaks <laughs> it was just 10 or 15 minutes of gameplay from the great ace attorney a game which came out like what four years ago something like that four or five yeah <laughs> there was also the fantastic namco bandai presentation which started with a developer interview on um from the dark pictures chronicles and then cut back to the main e3 stream hosted by greg miller and cut him off mid-sentence <laughs> and then never came back so apparently it was a presentation for one game that they didn't know when it was going to end <laughs> yeah and i was uh, i was watching that one with chari because she was reporting on every press conference as it happened and we both spent about 15 minutes going to every e3 stream every social media account every namco bandai account trying to figure out if it had actually ended if it was being cut <laughs> off because we didn't know what the hell had happened that's insane that one that, that was a good time that was my favorite moment of e3 uh 2021 for sure okay can we please move on now steven without you interrupting me um, i'm not finished, I'm not finished. <laughs> listen with super seducer <laughs> I had to think of the name of the game. All right, yeah, you guys can go ahead. 
Uh, oh, by the way, Eric, they did actually announce a uh, Kingdom Hearts related thing. The Microsoft conference. They announced that Sea of Thieves is going to have an expansion <laughs> pack with Johnny Depp. Well, I don't know if he's actually voicing Jack Sparrow, but Jack Sparrow no. is going to be in the game. Yes, it, he is. It was a pretty decent impersonator, though. I'm saying that they're not going to have uh, Johnny Depp voice him. They're probably going to have the guy who voiced him in the Kingdom Hearts games voice him. It was a pretty decent impression, though. It's a pretty good impression. It probably left a good impression for you, knowing that Sea of Thieves, knowing that the Kingdom Hearts universe is expanding ever more. Now into other games, even. That's insane. True. Wow. Well, what makes you think that I like pirates? <laughs> uh, for the viewers at home, uh, Eric Sander just showed us his room, which is just in the background. It's just full of pirate stuff. There's a pirate ship. There's a pirate uh, sigil. I think that's what it is. Uh, mm -hmm. There's two skulls. Uh, there's a pirate blade. Yes. Uh, there's also an American flag, which uh, I th no, oh, wait, that's not related to the pirates. Oh, he has two fencing swords, which I guess pirates used. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Eric is a massive pirate nut. Oh, and there's Johnny Depp, of course. Johnny Depp is in. <laughs> it's a poster of Johnny Depp, unfortunately. We don't have Johnny Depp in the studio. <laughs> Yeah. Well, fun. the thing is, after we get T-Pain on, we can work about uh, getting Johnny Depp on the podcast. Johnny Depp is in so much financial trouble right now due to his divorce. Yeah, he probably would saying. do it. He probably would. He probably would. T-Pain, I think, will do it for free. Yeah. We just got to reach out. I just noticed Eric is like bouncing a little in his seat. Did you just get that excited when we started talking about Johnny Depp? <laughs> 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 or have you been doing that the whole time? <laughs> I've been doing that the whole time. Uh, okay. <laughs> Speaking about things going on the whole time, uh, apparently Nintendo has not forgotten about uh, franchises that don't make money. Yeah. And decided to release not one, not two, but three games were announced from series that people did not expect at all, really. First off, a new Mario Party was announced, right? Yeah, so it's a new Mario Party. It has five boards from the three yeah. N64 games and a hundred mini games that are all being taken from uh, the N64 games as well. So it's not really a new one, but it kind of is. It'll play like the traditional ones. It has online play that'll actually work, unlike Super Mario Parties where you could only do mini games online for some reason. Um, it's not ter technically new, but it's been so long since we've had a good Mario party. I was still excited and fucking jumping around for it. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, this is what I think fans of Mario Party have been asking for a long time. Just give us the game, the, the boards from the previous games, right? Yeah, because especially since it's been so long and like Mario Party, as much as I love it, is not really a well-designed game. <laughs> it's a party game. It's, you know, stupid and silly. And like, it is the kind of thing you can just kind of play the same ones over and over again with people like... You know, eventually it'll wear out eventually, but I'm totally happy for them to just repackage the old stuff and make it look pretty, make it play nicer, make it more accessible. You know, I don't got to drag out an N64 or something. Yeah, but, you know, Mario Party isn't like necessarily a, de a dead franchise. It's been getting games like constantly. It's like on Mario Party 76 or whatever. Yeah. Right now. Roughly. And so what Nintendo did announce is super monkey ball banana mania which i suppose is <laughs> some kind of collection of monkey ball games the first three ones i believe yeah which is, which is cool then right after that another collection this time a remake of two games advance wars one plus two reboot camp which is a pretty clever title genius name yeah. Great title. So for anyone who doesn't know what they are, they're made by the people that did uh, Fire Emblem before Fire Emblem got really big and kind of consumed that entire company. They're similar kind of strategy RPGs and they've been kind of forgotten to time. So it's cool to see them come back. Hopefully it's a testing ground to see if it's worth them making more. And I would like to see intelligent systems move away, not move away from Fire Emblem, but diversify a little. That's cool. I did not know about the Fire Emblem devs making it. What do you think about... Yeah. What do you guys think about the art style in this one? Because I, I've heard criticism online saying, oh, this looks nothing like the original. And some people are saying, oh, it looks better. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I don't know. I like it. It's very like anime and 
I, I don't know. It, I think it looks fine. It just I don't have a huge connection to the original ones, but yeah, I, yeah. I just don't feel super strongly about it. I guess it comes down to whether you prefer pixel art or anime art, right? Oh yeah, but I I don't know. I don't know. I think the original was better. This one looks kind of eh bananas. Yeah, actually, yeah. You, know, you know what? I hadn't really given it much thought. Looking at it again, it, yeah, it looks a little low. It, it looks a little like not blocky, but they look like toys. Like it's very like yeah, like they're just like very smooth and rounded. There's not a lot of texture. It does look a little like lo-fi. Should it have been like a very like realistic, like 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 photorealistic? You think? No, not no. photorealistic. But uh, I don't. It just doesn't look it. it I don't know how to, yeah, I don't know how to put it exactly, but it doesn't really stand out. It just looks a little plain. It doesn't have that like bright popping colors that a lot of Nintendo games usually do. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the problem is the colors. I think it's more of the line art. Yeah. But then again, I can't even draw a stick figure, so I'm not going to criticize the artists. <laughs> yeah. You know more about this than we do though, as like a graphic designer. I, I'm, eh. it's not something I'm great at uh, putting into words. So that was the first, or yeah, that was the first franchise that got revitalized on the stage. Then after that, what do we get? A new WarioWare game, dude. Yep. This was big. This was a big freaking announcement. Yeah. So there hasn't been a WarioWare game. Technically, the last one was uh, Gold on the 3DS. That was in 2018, but it was like a collection it was a best of of old micro games if you're talking about original ones it's been since 2013 on the wii u Mm -hmm. so yeah a lot of people have been asking for this because you know the switch it's got a gyroscope it's got a rumble thing yeah so this is perfect for the switch just also because warioware is awesome like (laughs) it's just these short little micro games they're like five to 15 seconds long and you just got to plow through them as quickly as you can it's very frantic and surreal and weird and funny i i I like warioware a lot if you've ever played rhythm heaven it's it's a lot like that with less of an emphasis on music i love rhythm heaven yeah they're very similar uh, i heard people say this is the closest we're gonna get to new rhythm heaven which is a shame i'd love a new rhythm heaven those games are good but some of them are hard uh the samurai one with the ghosts i i can't get past that one i'm stuck (laughs) playing on the 3ds right now and i cannot get past that samurai versus stupid ghost battle it's uh, the timing it's just so off damn it yeah (laughs) guys it's time to get it together because we skipped the fact that there's dlc for dragon ball z kakarot the greatest game of 20 couple years what was it 2019 i think it was 2020 was it 2020 really yeah it was january 2020 it was real early okay yeah well Still, they're still adding DLC to that, so that's important to know. I really just wanted to say, get it together. Yeah, I'm but sorry. but that joke because me and Alan John never said that that's the subtitle of the new WarioWare. So, guys, <laughs> WarioWare, get it together, fam. All right, because I don't know who made WarioWare get it together, but I think they should make WarioWare get to the polls. <laughs> I thought you were going to say get to the point. Yeah, get, get, to the <laughs> get to the next topic. Come on. Yeah. Okay. And now the third franchise that was finally revitalized after many, many years of just, uh, you know, fans waiting for a new game in this series. You know, finally Nintendo delivered. Not just, not just Nintendo, another third party company helped them. Mario versus Rabbit Sparks of Hope is finally coming to the Switch, <laughs> oh, guys. Uh, I've been waiting this for, for this for years now. That was my yeah. favorite game of all time. That's probably my favorite Mario game. If you think about it, it's like XCOM and Rabbits. Rabbits are so cute. They're so funny. They look so stupid, and I love them. And Mario's like, wahoo! The first one was a, a decent tactical RPG. I, I, it's not great, but I, I, I am kind of excited for this. I liked the first one. I like how Steven calls Mario versus Rabbit's tactical RPG. It puts it automatically at the same spot as like Final Fantasy games. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. It's a tactical RPG, squad-based tactical RPG. Yeah, you can't- but for real though, for real though. Let's, yeah. let's, all right, en- enough playing around, okay? You know you know what I'm talking about for real. You know you know what I mean. Metroid, 
dread. Nintendo did not forget about Metroid. And you know what? At first, uh, they were like, okay, guys, just another update on Metroid Prime 4 is in development, just like Bayonetta 3. All right, it's coming. It's coming. But in the meantime, take a look at this. And they're like, oh, what, what, what what's it going to be? Is it going to be a new uh, new Metroid spinoff? Is it going to be Federation Force 2? Oh, what's, what's it going to be? Just write out shows in text. Just Metroid 5. That's it. Oh. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, is this a teaser? And then, no, they show gameplay. This game is ready. And they show it and it's so cool. It's made by the guys who uh, did metroid samus returns mercury's team also the original team is involved in it but they like partnered with that team right so it's not just the remake team taping over taking over to make a new game yep yoshio sakamoto san is back i i I don't know advisor or whatever or producing this game i don't know but he's the one of the original creators of the original metroid and he was a producer alongside all the four 2d games right so yeah this isn't like some fans coming up together to make a fan game no this is the real deal all right and what surprised me was the announcement date i mean not the announcement date the release date (laughs) i can't believe they did it at e3 (laughs) i can't believe they announced it at e3 (laughs) no the uh, the release date it confused me at first because it was 10 8 2021 And I was hyped up because I live in a country where dates make sense, right? So we go day, then month, then year. So I thought, oh, this is coming out in two months. Whoa, it's coming out in August. Holy. Then Stephen was like, no, no, it's coming out in October. Ah, damn you Americans. Well, I I wasn't sure either. I I speculated and then we found out later that unfortunately it is October, yeah. But still, that's that's very soon. That is before 2022 and the game looks (laughs) complete to me. Uh, They had a Treehouse presentation as well and it's I am so hyped for this. Like, do you think it'll like the gameplay? It will be like a like a Metroidvania type of game, or oh, they well, me and him watched the whole yeah, like know, thirty minutes. Oh, sorry, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry it's because because it's Metroid, Metroidvania. The, do you think Kingdom Hearts Four is gonna be a a, a Death Stranding type of game? <laughs> uh, you just want me to say the line, Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, at some point you should drop in the audio from when uh, it was announced. <laughs> and uh, I might, I might leave just a link to that Twitch clip because uh, yeah. the audio might be copyrighted. Because you know how Nintendo is. I think we yeah, had sure. to actually scare a little bit because after we finish our coverage, I found a, a tweet by Twitch where they're like, "Okay, we're advising people not to do live commentary on." nintendo's e3 presentation because they <laughs> said that they're not allowing it like what oh they're not yeah. allowing like retranslation of this stream which is why it's 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 free it's not a pay-per-view this isn't logan paul versus conor mcgregor this is like free stuff you can just open up a youtube why can't i restream it but nothing happened so far our twitch channel our Twitch channel has oh, been no. removed. Oh no! You yet. made an error. Yeah. You misspoke. Oh my goodness! I'm dyslexic. He's really revealing his vulnerabilities, isn't he? Wow! It turns out you're not the perfect man we thought you were. Hey, I'm just hyped up for Metroid. Like the last 2D Metroid game in the series, chronologically speaking, was 19 years ago. And it's before, crazy. after that, we had, I think, uh, Samus Returns for the 3DS, which I'm planning to play soon because i just recently finished metroid fusion nice because uh, i got really hyped up i just needed metroid in me right now like just give me metroid i need metroid right now okay but we all came here for you know entered the conference for one thing zelda we know that skyward sword hd yeah of course they had to have zelda for the kids you know because you know the real men they got hyped from Metroid because literally if if you played the last Metroid 2D game, <laughs> then by now you're probably an adult. So I don't think there are any Metroid fans under 18. <laughs> I honestly don't. 
Well, I was a Metroid fan before I was 18. Well, right now, it wouldn't make sense because... Okay, forget about it. (laughs) Yeah, Zelda. Oh, Eric, I really want to talk to you about Zelda. Did you watch the trailer? For Breath of the Wild 2? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Eric, I got an idea. I got a theory, right? Some of it is stolen from Reddit. Some of it is original. Here's my theory, but you're going to be like correcting me because I don't know the lore as good as you do. I think this game, the sequel, is going to have elements of time travel in it. Yeah. Because we see like a couple of gameplay segments where Link is reversing time, right? And Mm -hmm. he's going back in time. He's doing some Tenet type of shit. The thing is, I think Aonuma said that he can't reveal title right now because it's too spoilery so it might have something in the title that would spoil the game like what what can you put in a title that would spoil the game now that started got me thinking yeah we have another zelda game coming out soon it's skyward sword which is a remake why would they choose skyward sword Oh, wait, Skyward Sword has islands, floating islands, right? This game has floating islands as well. Huh, interesting. Maybe that's somehow related. I don't know. But since it's Breath of the Wild, that was the first game. Maybe the second game is going to have something other to the of the wild. You know what I mean? Like maybe, I don't know, Demise? Of the <gasps> girls gone oh. i know what you mean you know what i mean because a skyward sword what you said is that skyward sword takes place like the, it's the first chronological game in the zelda series and mm-hmm. this one is going to be the complete opposite so it's mm-hmm. going to tie somehow together and okay spoiler ganon dies in the first breath of the wild right okay he's died before well wait he has died before in other timelines so. though ganon is actually demise Yes. So maybe he's, he's demise back. reincarnated. So that's my first theory. The second theory is that since since the title might be a spoilery, I don't think it might be it's demise of the wild. It might be something related to Link, possibly a link to the past. No, but something like that. Demise of Link. Uh, that's another theory I saw on the internet. That's a whole timeline where it was the demise of Link, where all the good games are. It, it might yeah. have. Okay, basically what I'm saying is that the title might have something to do with time in it, which would reveal mm-hmm. a gameplay element to this game that we haven't really seen yet. I think time travel is really heavily involved somehow in the story of It wouldn't be the first game. time. It wouldn't be the first time. They might do something like they did with Ocarina of Time, but way more extreme. I think we might see a Hyrule that, that takes place right after Breath of the Wild and a Hyrule... That's either way into the future or, which would make sense more, way into the past. You know what I mean? What do you think, Eric? What's your theory? I, I mean, like, like that sounds reasonable to me. I mean, like, what games had time travel? Skyward Sword had time travel. Ocarina of Time had time travel. Majora's Mask had time travel. Uh, to an extent, Wind Waker had time travel. Um, yeah. Sure, time travel is probably going to happen at some point, and it's gonna it's gonna mess people up. I think I think Age of Calamity, that's the Hyrule Warriors game. That's what yeah, it's called. Yeah, probably had time travel. Yeah, I, I read some spoilers about that game, and it seems to really heavily change Breath of the Wild, uh, Breath of the Wild's plot. Really, isn't it just a prequel? At first, it is, but then by the end of it, it, it reveals. It has like, I don't, I'm not going to say it because it's spoilery and people might want to play it, but it's like, oh, oh, this is what we're doing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it won't affect you that much anyway, because they probably won't expect everyone to have played a spinoff or to have paid super close attention to the plot in a Zelda game. (laughs) You know? I mean, that's what people have been wanting for a long time is a coherent Zelda game. Well, in terms of its timeline. I think a vocal minority has. I don't know if most people are super passionate about that. Uh, the first thing that I care about when it comes to Zelda is having a coherent timeline. 
That's why when Hyrule Historia came out and they had their whole hypothetical timeline, I, I, got, I got pretty pissed because uh, Nintendo really dropped the ball on how they designed their official timeline. Um, and, and it took all of the love of the series away from me. Yeah, so this is going to be, this is uh, them saying I'm sorry to Alexander, basically. This is their apology to Alexander. Give me a reason for there to be three timelines, god damn it! It's, it that's what uh, the game's going to be called, Le The Legend of Zelda, The Apology to Alexander. Oh, have you got? have I shown you guys The Legend of Alexander? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll show you after the podcast. Is that oh, some dog stuff? hey so censor that so anyway uh <laughs> final thing i want to say is that uh, i've changed my mind about nintendo i think nintendo cares more about its franchises way more than any other company uh, now that i think about it because i found the statistic bless you that wasn't a sneeze steven was just laughing at what i was saying because it's so <laughs> absurd to him uh the last thing i want to say is that Steven, please, come on. I'm trying to have a discussion here. <laughs> the last thing I want to say is that I found the statistic on the internet and I couldn't believe it, but it's true. So basically, Splatoon 2 has sold more copies. <laughs> Jesus, Steven. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's Steven, just give Steven Take a this outside. Are you all right? Are you done? Are you done? Okay, we got... You're not, we're all, we're all together again. They finally lifted the restrictions in our Texas space studio. So for the first time I'm seeing your ugly mug without a mask and you're just sneezing everywhere. You're not even covering your mouth, dude. Seriously. Listen, are you all right? They lifted the restrictions. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Cough into your arm. <laughs> no, they said I don't have to, man. <laughs> Cough all over the mic. Cough all over your mic. All Thank right. Ex excuse me, Alan John, where were you? I just wanted to say that Splatoon 2 sold more copies than all the Metroid games combined. So wow. the fact that they actually uh, decided to give the franchise a new game is actually pretty cool. Yeah, people are complaining. Oh, it's it doesn't look triple A. It's it looks like a 3DS game. First of all, it doesn't. And second of all, if you were Nintendo, you would not invest like a hundred million dollars into a game like metroid because it really is and i loved metroid a lot since i was a little kid and yeah i have to i have to look at the facts and say that this game doesn't sell that well like in any market even in japan it doesn't really sell that well so yeah there's that and compared to other companies like sony like where's sly cooper what happened huh exactly yeah at least we're getting a new Metroid game that's not like a spinoff or whatever. Yeah. So F-Zero fans, just hold on. I know it's going to happen <laughs> soon enough. Give it 19 years. Hold on. If it hasn't already been 19 years, it might be. Guys, we forgot the biggest thing, homies. What's what? that? We all were wrong about our DLC predictions for the new Smash character. Oh, yeah. That's the Tekken guy. Yeah. That sucks. You guys think they choose uh, fighting game characters because they already have a defined moveset? I think they picked them just to piss the three of us off. <laughs> I don't have a problem with them. I, I don't know. That's fine. I liked the, the trailer for him. I liked how he murdered everybody except Kirby because yeah. Kirby is indestructible. Literally. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Speaking about things that are pretty cool, Elden Ring got a trailer somehow and it was amazing and I love it. And please give it to me right now. This 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 trailer was <clears throat> full of so many things, and uh, you know I can just talk hours and hours about it. That's how good it was. What do you guys think? I know you guys are big Dark Souls fans. Are you as hyped as I am for this one? Eric, you go. No. I, don't, I, I don't play. Dark not Souls not particularly. <laughs> it didn't. It looked like a PS3 game, and I apologize, I but I'm not sorry. Yeah, it looked, it looked like garbage. You, you, say, you say it looks like a PS3 game. Have you seen Strangers of Paradise, the Final Fantasy Origins? Have you seen Stranger Things Season 3? Chaos must be behind this. Yep. Yeah, Elden Ring, please give it to me now. I can't wait. Uh, I'm, I'm torn because I don't have that much money, and I'm thinking, okay, should I buy 
Should buy should I buy a switch for Metroid 5? Or should I buy a PS5 for Elden Ring? I'm conflicted. I honestly have no idea what to do. <clears throat> I would get the Switch for Metroid because there's a chance your PC will run Elden Ring. That chance is small. My PC probably can't even handle that Final Fantasy game. <laughs> well, it would be easier to upgrade your PC than to buy a PS5. No, it won't because everything's old in my PC and I, I'd need a new processor. Oh, uh, you'd have to I'll, like... I'll need a new motherboard for that. I'll need a new new RAM for that because I still have DDR3. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You, might be, you might be boned. I don't know. It's actually quite the opposite. There's a chance that my PC can run Metroid 5 because of the <laughs> Yuzu, Yuzu emul- emulator. Yeah. That's actually not a bad point. <laughs> but I want to buy Metroid. I want to support the franchise. Yeah. And you can't buy things without the Switch. I think you can. I think Nintendo has a website. You could probably create an account and buy it and then just also download it on the Yuzu emulator. Is that piracy? Yes, but Wait, is it's it also buying it. I would. That's still piracy, yeah. Okay, okay, wait. What if I get it physically and I dump the cartridge? I think that's okay. <sighs> If only we had a lawyer who knew how to answer all of these questions. Well, we do have a lawyer, but in lawyer school, he was like, ah, oh, copyright law. Fuck that. I'm going to I'm going to defend criminals. Uh, sometimes. Well, they're not always criminals. Sometimes I I get I get these guys off. You know, I went to law school to get guys off and I, and I got a guy off on Wednesday and I, I'm going to get a, a four guys off next week. And um yeah, you know, that's what I do. Just me and my two hands. Just getting a bunch of guys off uh, and uh, getting paid for it. So uh, that was the podcast, everyone. Dude, dude, that's reductive to your craft. You you use your mouth a lot also. Like you, I've heard the way you orate. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I, am, a, I am a good uh, orator. Yeah, so don't discount your mouth's work. Eric works orally. <laughs> hey I hate my life. Yeah, I hate your life too. Okay, bye everybody. Are we done? We didn't haven't talked about Kojima. Okay, bye. No, <laughs> no I want to talk about Kojima. Or Eric, are you like in a hurry? I gotta go. Well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's okay, talk about just... hi- hideous Kojima. <gasps> All right, very quick. Don't say very that. quick. Hideous uh, Konami. Okay. There's this thing going on right now where there's uh, a PS5 exclusive game that hasn't been released yet called Abandoned. <laughs> It's by the studio called Blue Box Studios. And people are speculating online that this is a Moby Dick situation. Uh, This is Kojima pretending to be a different developer. And this game, Abandoned, is actually Silent Hills. Or a Silent Hill type of game produced by Kojima. Now, what kind of proof do we have? Well, nothing concrete. It's obviously all just speculation. There have been a couple of uh, cryptic tweets from this blue box studios and uh, a couple of uh, interesting posts on instagram by kojima himself in fact there's one posted uh june 10th where kojima is literally holding a blue box now it has some text on it i don't know what it is but it's literally hideo kojima holding a blue box and he has blue glasses okay whoa note that that's interesting have you ever held a blue box, Alan John? I literally never in my life. I don't think I've even seen a blue box I have before. A blue, I have a blue box right behind me. Does that cool? I'm just saying that's not the weirdest thing. Okay, it, it doesn't stop there. Okay? okay, recently, Blue Box Studios they had this tweet June fifteenth, ten fifty six p.m. Basically, they say, "Guess the name abandoned." equals first letter S, last letter L. Reveal closing in. PS5 hashtag exclusive. Now, what they're saying is that abandoned isn't like the final name of the game, right? And the real name, it's going to start with S and it's going to end with L. Okay, what would you call that? Like, what what is that tweet 
supposed to imply other than the fact that this is actually Silent Hill. Okay, after this tweet, they're like, oh, we're, we're sorry. We want, to, we want to set things straight. We have no relations with Konami. Silent Hill is owned by Konami. We do not have any relations with Hideo Kojima. It was never our intention to tease the name as Silent Hill. We sincerely apologize for this. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. You know what this reminds me of? Moby Dick Studios had a very similar tweet back when people were speculating that Phantom Pain is actually Metal Gear Solid 5. And they said in a tweet as well, they're like, we're not Metal Gear. Come on. Have, have you seen a flying whale on fire in any Metal Gear game before? Come on. No, this isn't Metal Gear. Obviously, our game is original. That's what they said, basically. Turns out that Phantom Pain was indeed Metal Gear Solid 5. Now, this it doesn't end here. There's only one credited developer for this entire studio. And his name is Hassan Kahraman. Hassan Kahraman. Hmm, sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, not really. Because uh, Hassan Kahraman hasn't really worked on any games at all. Other than a couple of games that were on the Android store and were up for a couple of days and then instantly removed. So that's kind of suspicious, right? What kind of game studio has no prior games? And it works on Blue Box Studios has, is credited for a Steam game that was removed as well. Like all their previous games were removed. You can't find them anywhere on the internet. It's almost like this game company was made out of thin air. Huh, okay. Now, Kassan Kahraman, if you've noticed, there's something interesting about his name. His initials are HK, HK, Hideo Kojima. That's not all. It doesn't stop there. Hideo, if you translate Hideo from Japanese to Turkish, it translates as Kahraman. Okay, that's a bit of a coincidence. Jeff Keighley has said on Twitter, that he is, he was approached by Blue Box to show off their game June 22nd. Okay, that's kind of suspicious because you'd think this indie studio that's literally never worked on a real game before, uh, calling Jeff Keighley, that's like if I ask Jeff Keighley, hey, can you show <laughs> Alien John on the next uh, game awards? No, that's not happening. Right? So, and he's like, okay, yeah, I'll show it. And plus it's a PS5 exclusive, which is also weird, right? Like, Oh, that's weird. That is That indeed is weird. You could argue that Sony is taking in indie developers, you know, uh, more seriously or whatever. But no, I don't yeah, think so. Not, also speaking small. about Sony, look at the logo of Blue Box Studios and compare it to the PlayStation Studios. It's the same font. Yeah. It's the same exact font. All right. And also, like uh, the PlayStation logo, it's 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 a white box on a black background, and the Blue Box Studios, it's completely inverted. It's a black box on a white background, and the the dimensions of the boxes are exactly the same. Okay, that's okay. That's a coincidence. Okay, sure, maybe that's just a coincidence. Come on, it's, it's just coincidence. Let's <laughs> look at the trailer, and this goes even way more deeper than this this is just the surface level stuff it goes way deeper if you look at the trailer the announcement trailer which was actually posted on gba temp some time ago like if you just pause the video and look at it in 4k that looks like a real forest right yeah. it looks absolutely real like the graphics are phenomenal but but when you play the game oh i uh, play the video you can see one very jarring thing the frame rate is abysmal it's so bad the it's literally like five frames a second or something like that yeah which is weird you know and why would sony put this on their main channel hold on to be fair sony also put up uh trailers for life of black tiger on their official playstation channel so that one doesn't yeah, really <laughs> hold a lot of weight <laughs> i honestly think that was uploaded just for the sake to make this look plausible. <laughs> I honestly think- They were thinking that far like six years ago. <laughs> I honestly do think that might be a thing. <laughs> it would make the most um, sense. 
So at the 50th second of the abandoned announcement teaser, there's a wall on the right and it says kill the trespasser. There's one funny thing. There's a tree right in the middle of it and it's blocking out two letters. T and P. T and P. Or P and T. P and T. <laughs> this is going to get you diagnosed as a schizophrenic. <laughs> And watching this video, yeah, it's kind of low in frame rate, but the graphics look good. Why, why, does, why do the graphics look so real, but the frame rate is so bad? That's because, okay, think about this. You are given gameplay footage and you are told, make this look like an indie game. There's two ways you can do it, right? You can lower the resolution, but that wouldn't make sense. You can't upload 240p footage as game footage or you lower the frame rate. That's it. This isn't how the game's going to look in the final version. It's going to be like 30 or 60 FPS possibly. This was done specifically to make the game look as indie, as beta, as alpha as possible. Now, it doesn't stop there. It goes <laughs> oh even further than this. Well, I can't really find that information right now, but there are people decoding like what the person is talking about in the video. There's also uh, the number 27 pops up a lot in like investigating all this stuff. Uh, the number 27 pops up and the thing about 27 is that April 27th is when uh, PT was taken down from the PlayStation store. Hmm, that's a coincidence, right? <laughs> Do you think they had so, Kojima at Summer Games Fest announce something kind of lame duck like the director's cut of Death Stranding to make it seem like this is what he's working on and not abandoned? Oh, dude, I for I completely forgot about that. Yeah, Th there was like this uh, very weird interview with Kojima by Jeff Keighley uh, during the Summer Game Fest where he was talking about 9-11 and stuff. Yeah. It was very weird. And then he showed a trailer for the director's cut of Death Stranding, which, okay, first of all, Hideo Kojima was in full control of that game. What kind of director's cut are we talking about? Director's cut implies that something was cut from theatrical release. Really? <laughs> so the fact that this is I mean there there have been director's cuts of games before. <laughs> yeah, but this one it's it's literally it's this Anyways, the trailer itself, huge references to Metal Gear Solid, like huge, yeah. like Norman Reedus finds a box, right? Because there's a lot of enemies and they're walking in a pattern that's resembling uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 enemies. If you think about it, they're yeah. walking and, you know, it's, it's obviously a stealth segment. And Norman Reedus, he just finds a box, right? And he jumps into the box incorrectly at first. And then he's like, okay, I'm done with this. I don't... He puts the box back on the shelf. Guys, you're looking at it wrong. Look at the video. Look at the trailer again. This is, this is going to blow your mind. He abandons the cardboard box. Whoa. No, no, no. That's, that's nothing. Like people are trying to <laughs> decipher that and thinking, oh, the Kojima is, uh, he's leaving Metal Gear behind. No, 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 no. You're missing the fucking point. I just spit on my microphone. <laughs> Look at the video again. Norman Reedus, when he first takes the box, that box isn't empty. It contains something in it. Oranges. Oranges. <laughs> Steven, now you know colors, right? Oh, buddy. What's, if you invert orange, what <laughs> color do you get when you invert orange? And if you invert a sphere, what shape does it become? <laughs> no, you can't invert a sphere. No, it's completely different. If you invert the color orange, you get blue. And he turned... He inverted the box basically because he turned it around, right? And the oranges fell out, which means that basically it was a blue box. Whoa. 
No, it was a box of blue, wasn't it? Oh, dude, yeah. That's the that's the subtitle of the Breath of the Wild sequel, <laughs> Box of the Blue. Yeah, there's an entire subreddit if you want to check it out. It's called r slash the blue box conspiracy. Uh, check <laughs> it out. Some of the, these people are mentally insane. I don't agree with everything. But, oh, also, by the way, guess what? Konami's Twitter is following Hideo Kojima again. <gasps> That's legitimately the biggest news. That's like the strongest evidence I've heard so far. <laughs> that's that's not bad. A blue box? What is a blue box actually in real life? Uh, you can open up the Wikipedia page. A blue box was an electronic device used in the 20th century to make fraudulent phone signals. Ooh. So basically to send signals that weren't real. Hmm. 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 I'm still here. <laughs> I- <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I, do you think, is there a possibility that uh, Blue Box Studios is crafting all these coincidences to get eyes on their game? Um, no. No? I don't, because there are so many coincidences, like not from their part, that it's insane like this people are still saying like oh you guys you guys thinking that blue box is is hideo kojima related you're you're just insane no look at the facts this isn't QAnon. this is real <laughs> stuff this is blue anon <laughs> this is blue anon yes this literally is blue anon um oh look they they even have like a like a segment on their website addressing the Hideo Kojima rumors. They're like, oh, we're not, we're absolutely not related at all. If this turns out to be not true, then uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sad a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would definitely love it to be, but. Okay, wait, Steven, are you telling me you still have doubts? Or, excuse me, the blue, the, the oranges? <laughs> After the oranges? See, I feel like the coincidences that don't come from Blue Box are the really big stretches like the oranges. Although Konami following Kojima on Twitter is legitimately the biggest one that I'm like, wow, I can't explain that away. Like, Dude, that's Konami extended the Kojima Productions trademark to 2026. Really? Yeah. Well, all right. I'm convinced. Well, either way, this should be announced on Tuesday, right? That's the expected, uh, the 22nd. It should be a gameplay reveal. Yeah, some kind of reveal. So this will probably go up on Monday. So, or Tuesday. This will probably go up on Tuesday. So sometime when you when people are hearing this, there'll be a reveal about what all this was. You'll either final two things. Final two things. Okay. Uh, if you go to Blue Box Game Studios YouTube channel, they have a banner on their YouTube channel. Guess what it is? It's hills, <gasps> right? With fog in the middle of them. Wow. Fog being a very important part of the Silent Hill games. Okay, there's that. And also, abandoned. You know what else was abandoned? Silent Hills by Konami. Wow. What What else can you say? Like, how, how am I else going to prove this to you? If you still have doubts after listening to this. I would say that hills and fog are, are typically horror-themed, spooky environments. So it's not, you know, super unique to Silent Hill. Uh, you don't... You, okay, <laughs> you're just being a contrarian. <laughs> Listen, if I had just, to put money on it right now, I would say it's probably Kojima. But I'm not 100% certain. The facts show... <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just selling the facts, really. All right. Yeah, you are... Eric, uh, you you said you had like uh, really strong opinions about uh, Hideo Kojima. I do. Unfortunately, um, some of our viewers will be upset if this <laughs> video goes on too long. So I I, I don't have time to go uh, into my diatribe about how I feel about uh, Hideo Kojima. So unfortunately, I think we have to wrap it up here, my guys. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Uh, 
All right. I'll see everyone next Good week night. when we get to talk about Abandoned again. Are you excited, Eric? <laughs> oh, yeah. this, this episode is coming out exactly when the gameplay reveal trailer is going to be. And you're going to see how right I was. They're either going to be sitting there being like, how could Steven not see it? He's an idiot. Or holy shit, Alan John is crazy on the conspiracy train, <laughs> depending on what's been revealed. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Bye, Bye everybody. That's very sus.